Hello there, Scaredy Chat listeners. I'm Monica. And I'm Caitlin. Caitlin, we are back for season two of Scaredy Chat. I am so excited because I really missed our weekly fear chats. Me too. And I am so excited because we have so many amazing guests coming up this season. Our guests this season are as hilarious as their fears are terrifying. Yes. And there are some guests where I'm like, I had no idea anybody could be afraid of it, but now I'm kind of afraid of it. So that's exciting. So make sure you tune in every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Later on in the show, we're going to have TikToker Scott Frenzel on. He's hilarious. He's all things nostalgia. I'm very excited. But Caitlin, I thought today we would play a game in that uh, I try to make you guess something. I love that you did the full-on Saw voice. It was amazing. Thank you. And, Thank you and, for noticing. And because of that, I really want to play this game with you. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, we're going to go into a segment that we have tried before. We're still refining called fear. No, that's not what it's called. No. Called, <laughs> <laughs> called friend or phobia, where we try to guess a very obscure phobia just from the word itself. Amazing. Hey, do you think you can do it? I can. And did I ever tell you that I was pretty good at Latin in elementary school? So No. I feel like this is going to help me. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. She's so. like, I know my random <laughs> words that mean other words. I know my SAT type words. So. <laughs> exactly. No big deal. Okay. Well, I'm reading it to make sure I can even <laughs> pronounce it. Okay. This phobia is called... Aphebophobia. What is it? Aphebophobia. Can you spell it? Yeah, okay. Aphebophobia is spelled E-P-H-E-B-I-phobia. The fear... I want to be like the the fear of ephedrine, but I'm not even sure what ephedrine is. I feel like it is something, but I don't know what it does. (laughs) So I don't think you would choose that one. Um... A, f- a fed. Uh... I can give you a hint that I don't think is actually helpful at all. Is it the fear of phobias? No, that's like <laughs> a phobia, phobia, or something like a that. Phobia, phobia, <laughs> phobia. Cool. Okay. Um, okay. Wait, wait. Sorry, you, you were gonna give me a hint. Okay. What was yes. It? My hint is Clint Eastwood saying, "Get off my lawn." It's the fear of Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no. Is it fear of grass? No. Is it if if is it a fear of teenagers? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Wow, that was easy. oh that makes sense. Wait, okay, so why is it fear of teenagers? Why? It's not actually fear of teenagers. I tried to find fear of teenagers, and this okay. is what pops up because it is exaggeratedly called a loathing of teenagers, but. <laughs> Basically, aphebophobia, according to Wikipedia, aphebophobia is the fear of youth, first coined as the fear or loathing of teenagers. Today, the phenomenon is recognized as the inaccurate, exaggerated, and sensational characterization of young people in a range of settings around the world. So basically, it's like people that actively hate the youth and like, back in my day, we didn't do it like that. That's like what aphebophobia is. Oh, man. I feel like I have the opposite of that. I feel like now I'm just like, I love the teens of today. Like, I know some people are like, oh, man, these kids. No, I'm like, they're so much cooler than me. 
Like, the the kids on all the TV shows, they're so much cooler than I was. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not mad about it. I'm just, you know, I'm watching TikTok. I'm like, these people are creative. These they're people creative. are having so fun. They're or, being or they're themselves. <laughs> very it's, outwardly. It's either, like, the kids are miserable but, like, funny about it. Or they're, like, just having the best time being silly. And I love it. And I just yeah. want the best for them. And I want to recapture my youth through them. Which sounds so pathetic. I'm so oh, sorry. That's so nice. This feels very, like, dad and footloose vibes. Like, who else Who else would have this phobia? I feel like there's, like, a lot of movies where it's, like, those damn... Anybody on Scooby-Doo, yeah. really? Like, those villain, The villains of Scooby-Doo definitely had that. Who else wanted to take down teenagers? Anybody? Any principal in an 80s movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off Principal. Mooney, I think his name is. Yeah, he just, no. Yeah, the Breakfast Club guy, just no. Hard no on the teens, which is bad because they all, like, worked in places where teenagers ran amok. Yeah, that's kind of disturbing. But fascinating. I'm I'm interested in learning more about this, personally. (laughs) I thought it was interesting because it's like, oh, all those cratchety older people that hate kids there's like a word for it there's a word for it today i'm very excited because we have a tiktoker who specializes in nostalgia which is really what this is all about everybody's scott frenzel hi everybody hello i'm so happy to be here thanks for having me thanks for joining um, us this is perfect because your fear has to do with a book but it's not even a book like goosebumps or Fear Street. No, it's so, a book meant for children. No. <laughs> Tell us, please, about about your fear. Elaborate on the thing that terrified you the most as a kid, because I think that this is a very unique one. Thank um, you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I think the fun. I mean, I have literally so many, but I think the biggest one that is like so comical looking back. There's this book called A Bad Case of the Stripes. And it follows this girl who I so I reread it. I like re-traumatized myself um, for this appearance. Wow, um, thank you. And I looked back and I said, "Oh wow!" Like my mom was probably like, "Why is this kid afraid of this book?" But it's this girl, and she loves lima beans, but she's embarrassed that she loves lima beans. Okay. Sure. Um, and so she lies <laughs> about it. And people say, do you want lemon beans? And she says, no, because it's not cool. And then she wakes up, not sure how it's related, covered in these rainbow stripes. And they're like, oh my God, I can't go to school today. I'm covered in rainbow stripes, like on her skin. And her skin is now rainbow stripes. And um, so she's terrified. What am I going to do? She stays home. The doctor is like, we don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, that in and of itself is a little bit terrifying. Spooky. That's the real scare. If you've ever been to the doctor and they say, we don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Toast. But, but that wasn't the theme of this. <laughs> they glossed over that. So then she goes to school the next day. And then as they're saying the Pledge of Allegiance, she turns um, red, white, and blue stripes. And it's like the illustrations are very scary looking. That's propaganda. <laughs> I, I'm thinking that this That's is a metaphor, but I don't really know what it's a metaphor for. That's right? the thing. So then all the kids start shouting different things at her. And she starts, she gets zigzags and she gets like illustrations and all this stuff starts appearing on her skin. And then she like runs home crying because she's so embarrassed. And they're like, you can't come back to school. It's too distracting. There's another conversation we could have about, like, you know, people being like, you know, the girls wearing like a Katy Perry shirt and being like, that's too distracting. Anyway, um, 
So then she goes home and then she gets some pills from the doctor and she becomes a pill. It's like, and it's creepy. Like the illustrations are creepy. It's called a bad case of the stripes. And um, so she becomes a pill and then she becomes like a monster and like all, and then people are outside her door with news cameras. Like what is going on with this crazy girl? And then, so finally this old woman comes and she's like, I know what's wrong with you. You love lima beans, but you're afraid to admit it. And she's like, you're right. And then the lady gives her lima beans and then she's magically transformed back to herself. But I was, can, I guess the metaphor is that like, don't be embarrassed who you are because it'll be worse. I, yeah. It took uh, a long time to get there though. <laughs> like, really dramatic. Quite yeah. a roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess that's the metaphor, but I was convinced as a child that, that somehow that book was going to curse me and I was going to break out into rainbow stripes and then I guess become a pill and then a monster. I don't know. But I, I remember like going down in the basement and like looking to make sure the book was still in the right place, like where it was left because I did not trust it. <laughs> it's going to come get you. In the little bookshelf. Yeah, I was like, it's going to fly. You know, because you're a kid and you see all these these movies or whatever where the books fly open and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's I know that's going to happen. They don't believe me, but it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> part of the book you were most afraid of like which one did you really not want to happen to you I think it was just I maybe like just the lack of control that this girl like was experiencing of like all these you know all these things being out of her control that were happening to her I don't think it was like a specific like the rainbow stripes or the the turning into a pill or turning into a monster but the cover is like she's like with the rainbow stripes. And that always creeped me out. The cover too. is creepy. Since we have video, we could show you. Yes. Yeah. Wait, should I pull it up? Yeah. Okay, I was me... just looking at it. It is creepy. She looks like very upset. <laughs> yeah. She looks very upset. It's very creepy. Um, oh my gosh. Here it is. Okay. Here it is. Oh, and then people cosplay it too. But I did find like looking into it. There she <laughs> is. Sad. She's so sad. And I that was going to be me. That was my fear. Um, and there is like a little bit of a community of people that are like, this book scared me too. So I don't okay. know if we need a support group. I don't know if there's going to be a class action against David Shannon. But... <laughs> I'm going to do a quick Google search and see if David Shannon has some, like, weird things associated with him. I because will say... It feels I, weird. If I woke up one day and my skin was the American flag, I would peel it all off. <laughs> right? I would just, like, I'd be like, all right, grab a lighter. I can't... <laughs> We're going to the next layer. <laughs> Thank you guys for making it even more frightening about then somebody new chapter, new extended chapter. version is when the girl peels her skin off, revealing her exoskeleton inside. Oh my god. I hate that. I hate I it. Hate that. But I was I was a really like I was a really antsy kid. And I think a lot of it becomes like I think we we all probably consider ourselves creatives here, I would say. Um, when you're like a creative, your, your imagination runs so wild and that's part of the process, you know, to like, to, to think of all these crazy things. But then kind of the dark side of that is like, it, when you're a kid and you don't know how to control that and you don't have that really grounding of like, okay, this is like, can happen. And this like, you know, like really can't happen. You just get so scared of all these crazy things your brain could 
can possibly think of, you know? So my parents mostly kept me away from like horror stuff because they're like, this kid can't handle a damn book. <laughs> Scott's going to spiral. Scott's going to spiral. This. <laughs> they're going to put me in the loony bin at the ripe age of six. Like, oh my God. Was there a thing that you liked that you didn't want people to know you liked at the time? You know... That really didn't come till later. I felt like, um, like in junior high and stuff, maybe I was like having a premonition. Um, but I remember in like junior high and stuff, there was, uh, there was like, oh, I still like Nintendo games and I still played Webkins or Club Penguin or something. And that wasn't cool anymore. And so I had to be like secret about it. That those I were had my a Club Penguin. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. Oh, you guys, how old were you when you had Club Penguins though? Probably like four fourth grade oh on to like eighth grade maybe that's fine that's that's that normal right. my school I was s- really cool so oh. <laughs> yeah no no totally i was doing way weirder things way later but that's not important that's fine no you don't think we don't but t- talk about your thing scott no oh, please please <laughs> No, but I, I mean, like, you know, there could always be like, oh, the rainbow stripes, the correlation of like, was I, because I, I knew when I was a kid that I was like, something's different. I'm not attracted to the Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> so maybe, you know, looking back, the, the therapy portion of this, maybe I was like, oh, ma- I don't want people to find this out about me because it seems, you know, it seems everyone's saying here in, in Ohio, in suburban Ohio, that it's not okay to be gay. So Maybe I, I'll break out into rainbow stripes if I lie about it. I don't know. Maybe that the is irony. the irony that they were rainbow stripes. David, what were you doing to us? <laughs> yeah, that, that is like a very on the nose metaphor, which is why I'm like, David Shannon, like, what are you like? This could be a beautiful story, but also like terrifying to everyone when you think about it. <laughs> totally. And the metaphor of it being lima beans is so bizarre, too. Yeah. But that's the thing with like, like children's content sometimes because a lot of times part of it has to be entertaining for the adults too like you think the best like the spongebob's like you can watch it now and be like oh this is funny but the kids see the bright colors and the high-pitched voice and they're like this is great um but you know there kind of has to be there has to be another layer and i feel like sometimes there's like like the dr seuss stories and stuff things get a little kooky sometimes because oh, yeah. they're trying to talk to us, the grown-ups, who are already traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> We're already traumatized enough. We've been through it. Well, do, do you guys find out with, like, later days, like, Pixar films, where it's like, there is no way that the kids are, like, getting as much out of Inside Out as, like, I did watching that movie. Oh, it's like, there's I... no way the kids understand, like, the emotional ramifications of this Pixar film. Right. No oh way. my god! They're, and and they really, I mean, they really tell a tale. And how you know, how wonderful to be a twenty-six-year-old crying in a theater, surrounded by <laughs> ten-year-old children. Yeah, they're like, like, "What's wrong with him?" I know. <laughs> they're like, they all survived. All the like, Toy Story three <laughs> got me. I, I was, I mean, I was like in high school, but um, or like about to be. But my brother was going to college, and so that's such like a you know, the end of innocence. But did you ever get those chainmail texts that was like a spooky little image? And it was like, if you don't send this to 10 people, Bloody Mary is going to find you in your sleep and kill your mother in front of you. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I and can't risk it. 
I remember that so well because it was, I was in fifth grade when I got my first email. So this was an email thing. I guess this wasn't a text thing thing. But I remember a friend of mine sent me a message like that. And I could not fathom why my friend would send this message to the point where I was like, it has to be real. She would never send this otherwise. I was like, this has to be, this has to be a thing. And it really freaked me out. And I sat with it for days and I told my parents about it. And I'm sure they were like, yeah, like you, you, this is, this is not something that you need to concern yourself with. I'm sure that they understood that this was just like a weird internet trend at the time. But when you get that first one, it's like, it's it scary. shakes you. It yeah. is scary. And the pictures were always, and I think it's like the more low res, the worse. Yeah. You know, 100%. the scarier There's room it is. for interpretation of what it is. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. oh, it's over. There's two eyes and a mouth. I can see it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's found me. I remember there were even comments on YouTube that you would like be scrolling through like a Fred video or like whatever we were watching. Oh and my you God, would like, Fred. oh my God. Yes. And you would read the comment. You'd be like, oh. <gasps> I found one. I have to post this on six more videos. Like, they really got us. They had us in a, in their grips. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to be the one person that doesn't do it and this thing comes to get me. No. No. <laughs> Why would I do that? Why? Well, we talk, we talk about the ring so much. And sometimes I do think, like, what if, like, we were the stupid people from the ring who, like, were told to copy the videotape and didn't, but, like, we were told to repost the thing on the YouTube comment, and we saw it, and we did it, and then look what happened. How would anyone know? You know? Like... And all these people are watching our footage being, like, dumb-dumb, yeah. like, why didn't you just copy the videotape? <laughs> that was all you had to do. All you had to do. Because we always, right, watching, like, a horror, you're like, if I was in, if I was being chased yeah. by an axe murderer demon, this is what I would do. I'm smarter. <laughs> that was always my way of rationalizing it. So do you feel like you would survive a horror movie? We ask this a lot. Would God. you? No, I'd like, be gone. No. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I walk on my heels. So I <laughs> literally, my boyfriend just had to tell me he's, because I've never lived under anybody. I've always lived on the top floor. I mean, yeah. what luxury. I don't know how I got that lucky. Um, but he was like, you like clunk. Like you're wearing like, tap shoes every time you walk and i'm like i do he's like yeah you need to walk on the he's it's like 1 a.m and you're like clunking around like you're wearing like stilettos so so now i have learned to walk on the balls of my feet because i'm a i'm a kind compassionate person i don't want to wake anyone up when i'm like shuffling but no they would find me immediately they'd be like oh we found one first of all he's giggling and he sounds like a horse and second he's stomping around here I'd be done. Probably first to go. No, All I'm no. thinking about is if you like are literally tap dancing and you're like, I don't get why you found me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was tapping so quietly. How could, how could you find me? Steps. I had a cane and a hat and whatever, but I didn't think that would be obvious. I don't know. I thought I would just blend in like camouflage. The Broadway horror movie. That's the only one I would survive in. So, you know, when you're growing up, and you, I was raised in a very Christian environment. And so, you know, they, like, describe, like, heaven and hell. And it's so literal. Yeah. And that's so funny that you said that, Caitlin, because I'm, like, my hell was, lit- like, I was so confused. I was, like, what do you do for eternity? Like, that must be so boring. Yeah. And Forever? my, like, forever. And I was, like, I'm just going to be in heaven and I'm going to have to read every, because I didn't really understand that, like, maybe it's not so literal of, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, I'm going to have to read every book. And I don't even like reading very 
I was like, I'm just going to be in this library with with rows and rows and rows of books, and I'm going to have to read them all. Is that your horrible? Of <laughs> no, that was well. It was like kind of just all of it. I was like, none of these sound very good to me. <laughs> You're like, there's going to be clouds and books, and I'm going to be so bored, and that's it, and that's what I have to look forward to. Fine. Okay. That's that's why being a good person here sounds like I'm getting ripped off. That is a ripoff. If that's what it is, it is a ripoff for sure. (laughs) This is an incredibly fucked up fact that I know, but I, you know, I love my incredibly fucked up facts. This one is apparently like, Mice would rather be shocked, like physically shocked with electrical shocks, than be bored. So, like, if they had the choice of just sitting in a cage and, like, doing nothing, they would actually seek out pain because pain is more fun than being bored. And I think that is the most fascinating fact because it's like, wow, that's existence. I'm so sorry. I feel like I really damped I kind of relate to mice in a way I never knew I did before. Yeah. No, mice know what's up. I'm pretty sure it's mice. It could have been a different animal, but I'm pretty sure it's like mice. Mice would seek out an electrical shock as opposed to just sitting with their own thoughts. But yeah, growing up, I so I stayed away from horror movies. There would be like commercials on, which maybe I was like, okay, not to like, oh, my mom's not listening, but like maybe I should have been like a little bit exposed to things. So I wasn't like... I was I mean, I wasn't like, you know, on the fringe at school. Like I was chill. But um I like there would be a scary commercial when we watched Survivor on Thursday nights and I'd be like, I can't watch it. Um, yeah, I was really avoidant of anything. No, no haunted houses. I was terrified of haunted houses. And I have to say, okay, I have to can I spill a little tea here? Yes. Is this a is this a safe, vulnerable place? Of course. Okay. Yes, so, please. So when we saw Fear Street. They did. Did you go to the pop up they did on Melrose? I think it was. They did like a little walkthrough no. pop up. No, but I don't know. I watched the video, so it seemed really fun. Let me tell you something. <laughs> me, okay, so into adulthood, like I can watch like American Horror Story. Like I'm okay. I can watch a horror movie. It's not maybe my preferred form of entertainment, but I can get through it. It's fun. Yeah. However, what I'll tell you is that I got the invite for that and they were like, oh, like, it's it's not open to the public yet. Like, come and take video. It'll be so cool. And I was like, that sounds dope. I'm not going to say no to Netflix. Are you kidding me? So I'm like, great. So my friend that I had was going to bring to the premiere that night was um, at work. So she's like, oh, I can't go to this haunted house thing with you. And so I texted the guy and I was like, hey, like, I, I'm not great with scary. Like, is it like, is it really scary? And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm, I think it's more of just like, you know, take video photos kind of thing. It was very scary. Oh, no. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever walked into a haunted house alone before. Horrifying. Because at some point I was in there and my brain thought to itself, is this my reality now? (laughs) Forever. Because there's no one to... This is worse than the books. Because there's no (laughs) one to ground you of like, okay, my friend is behind me, like, grabbing me. Like, it's okay. This is all for fun. Like, my brain started to go to this place where it was like, is that man with the clearly prop knife behind you really going to attack you? There's and no one there to tell you he's not. There's no one there to tell you he's not. And literally, I yeah. oh, oh my God. Okay, me being like, I'm fine with horror now. Literally, so there was this, um, if you saw the second Fear Street um, well, I know you did because that's where I met you, Monica. But <laughs> but um, it was like the 1981 in there at camp. So there's a part in this little haunted house they did 
where the camp counselor is there and she's like an ally, to, you know, to you. And she's like, hey, camper, like, it looks like you got lost there, blah, blah. And I almost looked at that actress and was like, please take me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Save me, please. You can over. help me. Please escort me out. There's got to be an emergency exit. But I was like, I, I can't. I've got to get it for the content. I can make it through this. You did. And I did. did you- did you make a TikTok or anything of it? I did it. Yeah, I did an Instagram reel. Oh, wow. So were you like, ha, 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 it's so fun, like shaking. Oh, like, no, like I was on- I, look, I was honest with the viewers. <laughs> good, good, good. I told them I'm terrified. I don't know what I I'm going to do. And then the man at the end, because it's like a video store was like the, it was like the 90s. So you're in the front in the video store. And then you're at the, like, you go in the back area. And that's like where the scary things happen. And then you're like at the end of the video store like checking out and he was like did you find everything you were looking for and I was like that and so much more (laughs) I contemplated my own mortality it was awful it was really the best time please invite me Netflix please I love that stuff though I think it's so fun I love like all like the Netflix pop-ups but I'm also like a horror Fan, because you're so a horror I'm, junkie, right? She yeah. lives and breathes haunted houses. I'm I'm particularly obsessed with haunted houses. I went to I think like eight this year, like a lot. What is your yeah. top haunted house that you've been to? So my top haunted house, and this is not just because he was just a guest on our podcast, <laughs> but um, it's actually well, you're in LA, so you would you could and you should go next year. But Creep LA is like an immersive haunted house type experience it's just the most unique thing you'll ever experience ever but you do have to be very open to um like people touching you and also like like a little bit grit not grislier but like a little bit like thematically more intense than other haunted houses like it's not halloween horror nights where it's like ah like skeleton uh animatronic werewolf kind of thing it's like a you know like deep shit. It's that... scary, Scott. It's very scary. Is this the one it's where they scary. shock you? No, I just went to that one though. We've done that, that one though. Caitlin <laughs> yes. and I have done the one where they shock you. I feel like everyone we talk to has has a house, a childhood home that faced a woods. Daniel did too. Yes, yeah, like the last like six people have been like, you know, my childhood home, which faced a haunted woods. <laughs> it's like casual. I'm like, I, I had a, my backyard faced another backyard. It was like, like less than a quarter of an acre. It was pretty, pretty small. There was a deck, nothing haunted. <laughs> and I love that stuff. It's not fair. You guys all got the good I stuff. I know. No, the woods was great. It was cute. We, I, we like played in it and the, there was actually, oh my God, weird. It's funny the things you were afraid of as a kid that weren't really scary. And then the things that like actually happened that you're like, that was a close call <laughs> so there was a guy that like so we would play in the woods all the time growing up like somebody built a treehouse back there we would go like we wouldn't like play tag or anything but we just walked through i mean it wasn't very big um in daylight um but there was this one time that this guy was walking through the woods with a bow and arrow like hunting Mm. deer and my parents called the police and were like there i mean the woods was surrounded by houses and like kids (laughs) playing in the backyard like what you can't just be hunting deer there where you could like, and with the, I mean, it was bizarre with a bow and arrow too. It was like, I'm sorry. Are you like going back to our caveman roots? Have you seen the movie? We need to talk about Kevin. No, does that happen? 
You know what? Don't watch that film. Yeah, that movie's Don't. fucked. That movie is really <laughs> fucked up. It's actually, it's one of my favorite books of all time, but the movie is also really fucked up. Um, but yeah, there's a bow and arrow. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm being very vague and it's going to make gonna it worse. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I know. If somebody told me that, I would be like, well, I'm watching it like what literally I do, tonight. I just read the Wikipedia page. I, I was just going to say, like, you have to just read the Wikipedia at least, bare minimum, and then watch maybe a few clips on YouTube and you get the gist. Like, you don't need, you don't need more than that. I always do that. And it will, like, fuck you up. I do that with, <laughs> with the horror movies. I'll read, I'll read the Wikipedia article as I go to, like, figure out what's happening. Because sometimes they're a little, like, yeah. you don't. It's a little hard to follow. Yeah, but and also sometimes it helps to just be like a beat ahead of what's coming. Just like a yeah. few scenes ahead, you know? Then you get a little peace of mind. Just a little. Not too many jump scares. Sometimes though, reading the Wikipedia page for me, like if it's a movie that I like want to see, but I'm like, is this going to just like give me nightmares? Because I love horror, but I don't want to see anything like... Like there's this movie Megan is Missing that I'm like, I'm not going to watch this because I read the Wikipedia page. And I don't need to see this movie. And I'm like, this Wikipedia page might have messed me up more than the actual film would have. Because I'm like, oh, like, I don't, like, what, they're going to show all of that? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to play. But it's, there sometimes ones, I, Do you have, like, movies that you're like, this one? No. Kind of scarred me. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 I do. Yeah, oh. like, I won't, that I won't watch or that I did watch. That you watch did watch. And, that you're like, ooh, that was a lot. Yeah, ooh. Hmm. I will say I was really like I love the movie, but like Midsummer really fucked me up. I was like, after that, I went on vacation with my now husband, then boyfriend, and I was like, Are you gonna break up with me? Like and we're then in Europe. Me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this? I was like, and he's like, What the fuck is wrong? Like, we're we're on vacation. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I saw Midsummer and like I I don't know, like it really got in my brain. I was like, I don't, I don't know. But that wasn't really a horror. I mean, it was a horror movie, but it, it wasn't really a horror, horror movie. <laughs> I was like, it's actually just like the relationship stuff that really sat with me now that I'm thinking about it. But the ring when I was a kid, that was like, oh, yeah. that just, the, the closet scene, that fucked me up. I thought about that for weeks. My parents kept me so far from that, any copy of that <laughs> film. They said, this kid will combust. They know. <laughs> Scott, we have a game that we would love to play I with you. I love games. Ooh, Yay! Um, it's called Chill or Chilling, okay. where we run hypothetical scenarios by you, and chill is like, oh, chill, I would do that, no problem. Chilling is like, that's too scary, pass. Why would you even ask me that? Okay, okay. <laughs> Caitlin, you want to go first? So the first one, we've actually not discussed your feelings about this, is... How do you feel about playing with a friend's pet tarantula? Assuming you have a friend with a pet tarantula. If not, imagine you're that kind of person who befriends people who have pet tarantulas. Can I give a little yeah. preface to this? How much Ooh, yes. How much time is on the Jeopardy clock? We got There's time. really no time. So yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, and one of my fears that I listed that we did not make it to, which is totally fine because it's not that great, was Daddy Longlegs. But I was like terrified of Daddy Longlegs. Yeah. This, it's not it's not in the spider family, whatever. But they like look like little alien spiders. Yeah. And I wouldn't like if I saw one, I would run inside and I would not go out. And they, like I was serious. Like I was on the phone with my mom. I was like, I'm doing this podcast. Do you remember anything like Zany? She's like, oh, well, Daddy Longlegs, you were like. Legit. I was like, I thought you just thought I was kidding. She's like, no, I knew you were like terrified of them. She was like, but 
it was summer and you were a kid and like you couldn't just stay inside. So anyway, that was terrifying for me. However, in the third grade, my teacher, we had a lot of class pets and one of them was a cockroach. A Madagascar, <gasps> yes, a Madagascar hissing cockroach. Her name was Ruby. And it was like, for whatever reason, like it was so normal to all of us in the classroom. Like, you know how kids love like that, like icky, gicky, like kind of stuff. We're like, I'm leave a cockroach. It was now though, <laughs> chilling. Absolutely. Ch- wait, yeah, chilling. Whatever the bad one it's is. Bad. Playing with a tarantula, absolutely not. I don't care if it can bite me. I don't care. It's just... What a weird glass bed. Yeah, I... That's clearly, like, a person has never had a cockroach problem to bring that into their classroom like like that. She was very... I mean, she was very into animals. We had two guinea pigs, two rats, a snake named Corny the Corn Snake. I like those animals. Like, I can deal with... I I love animals. I'm a big animal fan. Um... But I don't think, uh, tra- uh, not a tarantula, I don't think a cockroach is like, mm, I don't want to touch it. It was bizarre. You know? I have absolutely no interest in and that. And we can hear it hiss the- sometimes. <gasps> no! Like we're learning no, our multiplication awful. tables and you hear. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. That's the thing about like, oh my God. Oh she my probably God, just, no. Honestly, she probably just didn't want to do parent teacher conferences. She was like, no one's going to come <laughs> into my classroom if there's a cockroach. <laughs> Right, exactly. No. Oh, it hisses. It has sound. It, it has makes sound. sound. She's like, no parent is going to complain to me about their kid's grade. They're not going to come in here. <laughs> she's just like pushing it on her hand, like like flipping it from hand to hand. She's like, <laughs> she's like yeah, Tommy, uh, Tommy really needs to work on his uh, multiplication tables. <laughs> oh, you have an issue yeah. with Tommy's grade, do you? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I could just gain the chills. So, chilling for me, too. I know that I'm not playing, but like, no. No. We don't need bugs at school. That's fine. They'll be in your adult apartment for free. Pet bugs is... (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Yes, they will. Unfortunately, that is so true. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, our next one is watch a scary movie alone at night. Chill or chilling? Um... It's chill. I could do it. It depends on the it depends on the movie. But I would like watch American Horror Story sometimes. So like, yeah, I could do it. Yeah, chill. Yeah, it's whatever you want it to be. It's chill. I can I could do it. I could get through it. I'd be fine. I can barely do that. <laughs> it's always like right at night. I'm on YouTube and like that clickbait is like you'll never believe what happened to this girl. And I'm like, well, now I have to know. And I need a palate cleanser. I don't know if, like, this yeah. is kind of a new concept for me, but then I need, like, an episode of Shit's Creek or something to, like, okay, I can, like, my brain can be calm. Totally. Like, down. Mm-hmm. I, I love horror movies, but I usually won't actually watch them at night. Like, and it's not because I'm afraid of them, but it's just, like, sometimes I just don't want something intense before bed. Totally. You know? Totally. I want to be able to enjoy it. And not to talk shit about anybody that's not here, but my boyfriend loves to watch the strangest movies right before bed. And so I'll go over, and he literally turned on this one. It was called La Revolution, and these people were, like, being decapitated. And he was like, this this man is out in two minutes. And I'm, like, sitting here, like, glued to the screen, like, terrified, watching these people, like, get decapitated with blue blood. And then I reach for the remote because he's out. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on Shits Creek. I can't do this. And then I was like, he's got two remotes. There's a sound bar. I don't know what's going on. I'm like fumbling with them. Like, you know that like the Netflix really like that's like 12 volumes louder than anything else that happens on that app. 
And that goes on and he wakes up. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I can't watch this. Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. It's so funny. I, I'm usually the person who is like out first. Like I'm always like like asleep. So, but yeah, at least I'm out out. out, out. Like, no Netflix. You don't have an opinion on what we're watching when yeah. you're asleep. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's so funny. I'm gonna Google that movie though. It sounds it's fun. Oh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I watched it like in the. I mean, it's in. Um, it has like subtitles. It's like German, I think. Yeah, but it's like it's. It's hard to watch a movie at night with subtitles oh, yeah. also. Like, I fall asleep. Absolutely. I'm like, I can't like, yeah. I can't read this. I-, I missed, like, two solid episodes of Squid Game, and I just had everybody explain it to me. Like, <laughs> like it's too late. I'm not going back. I was like, no. Like, I-, I can't listen to it if I'm reading the subtitles, obviously. So, I don't I don't know Korean. Um, I don't know if anybody thought that I spoke many languages. I barely speak English. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah. Anyway. Um, last one will be camping out in a graveyard. Chill or chill. Oh, absolutely not. Camping in general, it's a no. <laughs> like, things can only go wrong. I'll do a campground yeah. with cabins. I'll stay in the yeah. cabin with electricity and questionable service. But absolutely not to camping in a graveyard. A horrible idea. No, no, no. <laughs> Think of all the things that could go wrong. Zombies, ghosts, everything, upset spirits. You kick over a tombstone and your whole family is cursed for the next thousand years. That's true, yeah. I mean, uh, the possibilities are endless. Valid. It's all true. <laughs> it's all true. My dad's side and my mom's side, we each had a grandma. Okay, great. And there were no divorces or anything. So just one on each. Very simple, simple math. So my dad's mom passed away when I was in eighth grade and it was very sudden and she was very beloved in her church community. So her funeral, this was the first funeral I ever went to. So many people there. It was like a whole, I mean, it was like weeping and like everybody showed up that she's ever talked to and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I was like, oh, wow. Like when you go, like there's fanfare. My other grandma passed away when I was a freshman in high school, and she passed away of Alzheimer's. So, like, you you know, it's kind of like me right now. I'm like, I don't need any social interaction. I'm just going to, like, chill out in this house for a little while. Too much social interaction. Um, So she, like, when she passed away, it was the weirdest, like, um, funeral cemetery industrial complex I've ever seen where like it was like the family a couple friends of family like in casket closed put her in the ground and we could like see the next uh whatever the car is that they have the coffins in going into where we were and I was like oh my god they just like have this as a sign it's like a freaking McDonald's drive through here of like burying people (laughs) insane I was like, oh my God, they really like, they've got it down to a science, but this just feels wrong. So I thought everybody went out with fanfare, but whatever, I guess I'll have to die young. So I get that treatment. Yeah. Or just be like beloved. There's so many options of how funerals can be that I had no idea about. Oh, and it's expensive. So expensive. Oh my gosh. My parents are doing their wills now because they suddenly were like, let's figure this out. So my dad has decided that he wants to be cremated. And which is like, I don't care about that. But like, my mom is like, no, we have to do a funeral. We, you know, we could do all that stuff. 
And he's like, no, this is what I want you to do. I want you to cremate me. And then I want you to pick up my ashes, dump them on the floor and vacuum me and then throw me out like trash. Your dad is amazing, though. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> he's very, I love that. He's very morbid. Like, he makes death jokes. Like, sometimes I'll be like, what are you doing, dad? He's like, picking out my coffin. Like, he's <laughs> like, not literally. He's <laughs> just like. Because I will be buried in the vacuum. Like, I don't need a coffin for that. People spend more on, like, there's coffins more expensive than my bed. I'm like, you don't even know. Yeah. Like, what could, what kind of sleep do you need? But I, I love morbid jokes. I feel like it's, like, it's healthier to joke about than to just not talk about. You know? 100%. Like, now I'm like, okay, Dad. When I was a kid, I was like, <laughs> and now I'm like, and now I'm like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> okay, maybe not to, like, a six-year-old, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not to a six-year-old, but it's hilarious now, that is hilarious. honestly. Like, hey. You're going to vacuum me up and dump me in the trash. <laughs> That's a lot of steps, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotta write these yeah. out, Dad. <laughs> my God. Well... Scott, that's that's our show. That's the show. Oh, my God. This was so yeah. much fun. Thank you so much for having me. What a blast. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, technically Twitter, um, although I do a lot more lurking there. Recently, Pinterest. I've been reposting. I haven't posted anything new there yet, but you never know. It's a new platform. It's just at scott.frenzel, like period, on everything. And if you just search my name, you'll find it. It's Scott Frenzel. Yes, God is very relatable and funny. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I do like throwback nostalgic humor. um, Love it. Comedy and then some college hacks and life tips kind of stuff. Super fun. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Scaredy Chat. Thank you, Scott, for being here. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Scaredy Chat. We hope you were a little scared and maybe a little relieved about your fears. And if you're having fun listening to this podcast, Please rate and review and subscribe so you never miss it and you're ready with us every week. And hey, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And maybe you have a fear and you're wondering if other people are afraid of it too? Well, we probably are, but you should email us your fears at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Till next time, scaredy cats. Bye. Security Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suryagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer, with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. Hold up. 